0: Good morning, sons and daughters of the Most High God. I'm glad you're here. If you have your Bible, would you find the book of John? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, chapter 1, verse 1. John, chapter 1, verse 1. John, chapter 1, verse 1. And if you don't have a Bible, we will find you one. Now, I want us all to quote Genesis 1 1 because we all know it before we jump into John 1 1. Okay, you ready? Genesis 1 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Alright? Got that? All right. John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. <clears throat> Now, this morning, I want to draw your attention to the uh, bigness of God, (coughs) the bigness of God. I want to wrap your head around how uh, big he is and yet how significant we are in light of how big he is. So a little bit of science here, a little bit of a little bit of stars. So we live in a in a universe. (coughs) That's three-dimensional, right? It has height and depth and breadth, right? And Einstein would say it has four dimensions. He would say it has time. Four dimensions, right? But we live, we live in a 3D world. If you go to a movie and you watch a movie on the screen, it's kind of 2D unless you wear the glasses and it becomes 3D, right? And things come out at you and you want to swat at them and that sort of thing. In the beginning, in Genesis 1-1, and in the beginning, in John chapter 1-1, the Bible says there was a beginning. There was a beginning of something. What's it referring to? It's referring to the universe as we know it. Uh, what little we know about it is referring to our universe that we live in, this 3D world that we live in. And inside this 3D universe, there is, uh, there's the sun. We call it the sun. And it makes up our solar system, right? And so for all of you students out here, how many planets do we have in our solar system that we know of? Pluto, I know, is kind of an odd one out. We're not really sure, right? Plus, plus or minus. I, do what? Pluto is a planet. I agree with you. I've been thinking it's a planet my whole life. So. Well, I change it now, right? Just because it you know, looks closer to an asteroid or something. But. So we've got nine planets, right? Right? So uh, how many moons do we have around Earth? Excellent. Excellent. Because the next one's going to get harder, right? The next one's going to get harder. How many moons are around Saturn? Um, All of them. <laughs> Great answer. Who said that? Give that man a piece of cake. How many moons are around Saturn? Three. Three? Anybody else want to guess? You ready for it? You ready for it? You ready? Sixty-two. 62. Now, that hurt. You didn't have to hurt me like that in public. You know I'm 29. Man, picking my age. I tell you what. It's a tough crowd this morning. So we are in a solar system, okay? And we think we're all that and then some, right? But our solar system, right, is inside of the Milky Way galaxy, so how many stars approximately are there in the Milky Way galaxy? Two hundred billion. Two hundred I counted them the other day I was <laughs> Approximately two hundred billion. So that means there's two hundred billion solar systems in our Milky Way galaxy. And so, if every solar system has planets, like ours does, like the third rock from the sun that we are, right? And if each one of them has a couple of moons, that means there's more planets than there are suns. And it means what? That there are more moons than there are planets than there are suns. So, if there's 200 billion suns, how many moons would that be? I don't have a clue. More than 62. 62. <laughs> Right? So that's in our solar system, right? In the Milky Way galaxy. That's in our galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy. How many galaxies are there in our universe? How many galaxies are there in our universe? 200 billion. This is what scientists are guessing right now. Guessing. Based on all their research. 200 billion galaxies. Each one of them having... 200 billion solar systems, each one of them having suns and planets and moons in our 3D solar system. How fast do you think our solar system is moving, spinning? Anybody want to guess? You didn't study for this test. (laughs) 514,000 miles per hour. Wow. How fast is our galaxy moving through the universe? 1.3 million miles per hour. Wow. And you wonder why you wake up dizzy. <laughs> right? Think about that. That's in, that's in one 3D dimension that we can observe with telescopes and lasers and radars and Hubble telescopes and cool stuff like that. Okay, you got that? You got the vastness of it? Mm-hmm. Our, our galaxy is on a collision course with another galaxy, and they're projected to collide with each other in about 100,000 years. When they collide with each other, only about six planets will bump into each other. That's the vastness of space. In the beginning, God created all this in the vastness of space. That's how far apart our galaxies are. And when they come together, just a few objects will bump into each other. That's, that's astounding, isn't it? Astounding that the God of all creation has done this. We've been talking about the tabernacle for the last three weeks, how God comes to live with us. He made all this. And, he, and then he says, I still want to hang out with you. Now, I'm going to blow your mind just a little bit more. you ready for this? Okay. I need some helpers. I need some helpers who will stand up and hold a cardboard box. That's all I need you to do. Oh, come on. Stand up. Yeah, come on, Laura. Come on. <laughs> Old and young alike. Somebody stand. Come on. You can, you oh, can help right me. You, and you did a good job doing that. Okay, you hold that big one right there, Laura. Yeah, you get the big oh, Come on. Somebody else help me. Come on. Come on. Jump in here. I'm not going to embarrass you. I You're promise ready. you. All right. Who else wants to help me? They do. They do. You want to help? Yeah. Just, just. You can stand right where you are. You don't have to come up here. Stand right where you are. Come. I want you to hold this one. And you can hold this one. Just hold it. That's right. There you go. Okay. So, I was talking about our 3D, our third dimension, three dimension solar system, right? Scientists thinks, think that there are more than just three dimensions. One dimension, two dimension, three dimension, four dimension, right? Uh, Superstring theory, that's a quantum theory, theory, says that there are 10 dimensions. M theory says there are 11 dimensions. Are you ready for this? This will be on the final exam. Bosonic string theory says there are 26 dimensions. Now, Scott, hold yours up just a second. Some dimensions are flat, right? Some dimensions are this size. Some dimensions are that size over there. Hold that one up. Hold that little one up right there. See that dimension? We don't exactly know what the other dimensions look like, but think about this. In the beginning, God created this for us to enjoy, but he created other dimensions as well. Now, what if those other dimensions have 200, 000, or 200 billion stars 200 billion solar systems. And they all have planets of some description. And they all have moons of some description. Do you see the vastness of what God created in the beginning? The Bible's only talking about this for us. This beginning. It hints at the other, the other dimension, this dimension. He hints at the other dimension when he says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive unto myself that where I am, that you may be also... We call it heaven. So much more than we can even think or imagine. He created that. That's another dimension. Maybe it's one of these dimensions. Maybe it's one of the ten that the scientists had discovered. They just don't know how to put a name to it. We serve an amazing God. Amazing God. Okay, I'll collect your dimensions now. We'll stick them back over here. Just pile them up. Just like Christmas. Just pile them up. Thank you for your help. Oh, yes. Get that flat dimension. Flat dimension. <laughs> okay. Now watch this. If you're going to create a dimension, if you're going to create a dimension, you cannot create the dimension inside the dimension itself. This is really important. If you, if you grasp this, it will change the way you think about God. You can't build a dimension Inside the dimension. You have to come outside the dimension, right? And begin shaping and forming it. So in the beginning, God was outside of our third dimension. He was not inside it. I've got some tape here so we can take the box. He was not inside the dimension. He was outside of the dimension, creating the dimension for us. Just think about that for a minute. He's standing outside thinking, I'm going to create this. And he puts all the stuff in the box in our dimension for us. The 200 billion stars, the uh, 200 billion galaxies. He sets them in motion, 514,000 miles per hour, 1.3 million miles per hour. He puts 62 moons that we know of around Saturn and says they're going to discover these one day and they're going to they're list them, they're going to name them. There's nine that aren't named yet. Did you know that? Of the moons around Saturn. And he packages it up all nice, nice and neat. Just for us. Just for you. Just for you. And the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. The heavens declare the glory of God. God is outside of the box that we call our third dimension universe. But He's also inside the box in our hearts. He's outside. So he's above and beyond anything we can think or dream or imagine about who he is and what he is, but yet he's inside the box in our tabernacle, in our tent, in our heart. What a, what a loving God! To be able to create this, he could instantly uncreate it if he wanted to. It says in Colossians 1 verse 16 it says, "And all things were made by him and for him, and through him all things." Consist and hold together. Jesus Christ Himself, our Lord and Savior, holds all this together. It's His handiwork. He says, I got this. And so when we think we're spinning out of control at 514,000 miles per hour in our lives, He's like, I've got this. I've I've got this. If you feel like your life is going at 1.3 million miles per hour, He says, I got that too. Look what the scripture says John chapter 1. It says, In the beginning, Was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. The word word is speaking of Jesus here. So we could read it this way. In the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God. And Jesus was God. And Jesus was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made. That has been made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. But the darkness has not understood it. Darkness doesn't comprehend light. Darkness needs for us to shine light on it so that it can understand what light is. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been spelunkering. Anybody ever been spelunkering? You're not going to admit to it because you don't know what it means, right? <laughs> cave exploring, right? Cave exploring. When I was a teenager, <clears throat> my youth pastor took all the guys, a cave explorer, a cloudland ca- Canyon Park in, in North Georgia, and we went in this cave, and we went underground about a mile, and we got to this room called the Moon Room, right, the Moon Room, which is so appropriate for me to share this, because yesterday a man walked on the moon 50 years ago, how about that, right, give it up for Neil Armstrong, right, for Aldrin, uh, we went to this Moon Room, and it was this giant domed room, and we all had Two flashlights, we're told to bring two flashlights and water and the whole thing. We'd crawled on our bellies to get back to this room under a shelf about this high. And we're sitting around, and our youth passes. okay, turn all your flashlights off. That's as, that's as dark as I've ever seen anything, ever. I had a glow-in-the-dark watch on. It wouldn't even glow. I mean, it, was, it wasn't about to glow in there. Just, I was trying to find some light because it's a little scary. I confess. I heard water dripping off the top. I thought something was coming to get me. I kept looking around. And we had sat down not close to each other because we stunk by that point. And so 35, you know, 40 teenagers. And, and so he starts telling the story about Jesus is the light of life. And, and after a few minutes, he took out a match and lit the match. And it lit up this room that was like a football field wide and a football field tall. It was huge. It lit the whole room up. Astounding how it lit it up. I immediately turned around and looked behind me to see said there was something from the lagoon coming <laughs> to get me because <clears throat> it was an underground lake under there. Darkness needs light shined on it so it can understand. This is light. This is good for you. This, this will help you. This will heal you. This will strengthen you. But the darkness didn't understand it. But there came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. And we call him John the Baptist. Uh, He started the Southern Baptist Convention. Y'all know that, right? (laughs) Uh, A better word would be he's John the Baptizer, one who baptized. But his last name was not Baptist, just so you know. But it was the guy we call John the Baptist. He was sent by God. So check this out. God's got a whole 3D universe that he's creative force with 200 billion stars and 200 billion solar systems etc etc and he picks out a guy named john who was a little weird right he ate locusts and you know locusts right grasshoppers right He'd gra- and did what and had weird clothes right he was a strange bird and he picked him out and said i want you to go into this third dimension universe and tell people about jesus right he does the same with us every day he picks us out and says jim i want you to go tell somebody about jesus every day we have opportunity to be jesus to somebody he's still picking people out oh the universe just failed y'all feel that (laughs) so sorry it's on its side so let's all lean this way we'll He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, that is, Jesus, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not that light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. And he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. So here's Jesus. He comes into, he comes into this third-dimension world that he created, and the world itself just didn't recognize him right? Because it was in darkness. It needed somebody to shine light on it. We all know somebody that's in darkness that needs to have light shed on it, right? And that's, that's what we do every day. We, we just become Jesus to people through serving them or helping them in some way or telling them about Jesus. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. And that could be interpreted, he came to human beings that he had created, but they didn't receive him. It could also mean he came to the Israelites, and they didn't receive him. Either way, it means the same thing. He came, they didn't recognize him. Yet, it's a beautiful word in the Bible. Do a word study sometime on the word yet. It's a beautiful word, yet. Yet. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. You and I, check this out now. We're we have the opportunity to be called a child of the person who created this. Become a child of the person who created this. That's powerful. Now, I know a lot of people that would like to be the child of uh, the richest man on earth, right? So they could get, play with all the money they want to, right? There's probably some people who would like to be a child of the most famous person on earth, whether it's a musician or a football player or a soccer player or whatever. We're like, oh, I'd like to be their child, right? No, 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 no. I-, I want to be the child of the person who created this. Because the person that created this was standing outside of it when he created it and said, I'm going to make this happen. He's so powerful, he was outside to create it. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Now, we've been talking about tabernacle for three weeks. This is the word for tabernacle in the New Testament. It's the same word you find in the Old Testament for tabernacle. It means Jesus came and pitched his tent with us. Now, Jerry and Marie, I'm going to put it in y'all's language, okay? Jesus came and set up his RV at your RV camp. Right, right. Don, he came and set up his RV at your RV camp. You got that? That's right, he tabernacled with us, right? I mean, think about that. He's outside, he created all this, but he comes inside and says, I'd like to, I'd like to stay at your RV camp this week. I'd like to pinch my tent in your backyard, preferably in a higher ground <laughs> instead of low-lying air like we found out at the picnic. Who knew, right? We, we call the flood down by all of our singing. Showers of blessing, right? The word became flesh and made his dwelling. He pitched his tent among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out, saying, This was he whom I said. He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, from the fullness of his grace, from the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. Have you ever received a blessing from God? Yeah. If you're a parent, look at your child. Say, yeah, that's a blessing, Right? Right? If you're a child, look at your parents and say, that's a real blessing right there. Oh. <laughs> I saw a bunch of eyes that time. That didn't work too well. From the fullness, the fullness of his grace, we have all received blessings. A lot of them we'll never know were blessings until we get to heaven. Right? For the law was given through Moses. However, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Now no one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, that's Jesus, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. You know, Jesus had a couple of assignments when he came to this earth, when he when he came from outside this three dimensional box into the three dimensional box right here. He had a couple of assignments. One was to die on the cross for our sins take all the sins of the world into himself and down on the cross. But secondly, was to reveal who the father was to us. In John chapter 17, verse 23, Jesus is praying. It's that great prayer that Jesus prayed. He said, Father, I have made them known. I've made you known to them so that they in turn can make you known to others. I've made you known to them. I remember the story in. Uh, What Jesus was talking in John chapter 14, where Philip said, well, just show us your father and, and we'll be satisfied. And Jesus said, how long have I been with you and you've not seen the father? How long have I been with you? I, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. That's what Jesus said. Jesus came to reveal, to make him known who the father really is. I think he did a pretty good job. What do you think? So if we want to know who the heavenly father really is, the person outside, of our three dimension you look at Jesus you study Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and you'll understand who Jesus is you'll understand who the Father is you'll understand who the Holy Spirit is because Jesus came to say this is who we are this is who we are from the fullness of his grace we receive one blessing after another let's pray Father I just ask right now that That from the fullness of your grace, we would receive blessings in this moment. Fathers, we share the Lord's Supper together as a symbol of your life, death, and resurrection. A symbol of your body broken for us. And the blood was spilled out for us, for our sins. Help us to receive that blessing from you, Father, in this moment. We ask for the blessing, Father in the fullness of your grace. So we ask for blessings. We hold out our hands and say, Father, I receive your blessing this morning. Maybe you need a blessing of healing. just, Just ask for it. Maybe you need a blessing of peace in your heart. Ask for it. Maybe your marriage needs a blessing. Ask for it. Maybe your finances need a blessing. Ask for it. Maybe your coworker needs a blessing. Ask for it. Father, from the fullness of your grace, pour out blessings on us, on us this morning in ways that we can't even comprehend. Holy Spirit, come now and have your way with us. Do whatever pleases you. We, we yield, we yield, we yield to you, Holy Spirit, in this moment. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.